Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hey, everyone. I am so excited about today's podcast episode because we are going to be talking about how you can effectively build a community and culture of recruiting, uh, within your organization. And, you know, there's, I think just with today's virtual world, there are just so many options and opportunities and, you know, thing, many, many things that are effective and that can produce really incredible results and growth in your, um, you know, for your team. But I personally believe that the most powerful thing that you can do is to create a sense of community. So I wanted to share with you guys specifically today, really like five ways that you can kind of change the course for, I guess, how you create this culture of for growth and this sustainable pace, like I wouldn't necessarily say, right. It's not going to be this fast overnight. Like, you know, everything's going to change in one, you know, one week or one month or even just one, you know, opportunity event. But I think at the end of the day, if you are doing some of the things that I'm going to share very consistently, then you are going to truly build so much momentum that it's almost going to be impossible to stop. And so you know, when I was thinking back over kind of the timeline of my career in this industry, and, you know, there were, there were kind of these three different, um, I guess like sections in a sense, or like three different periods of my career. And, you know, the first couple of years, um, specifically speaking with, you know, when I was partnered with Pampered Chef and I was in Um, direct sales. You know, when I, that first couple of years, I was just really in that, you know, I know exactly what I need to do to get the outcome that I desired, right? Like my, my, you know, goal essentially was just to make a thousand bucks a month. Okay. And so I knew, you know, I knew that I personally, by my own merit, my own actions, I could show up and, you know, do what I needed to do to make a thousand dollars very consistently every month. And by only relying on myself, right? Like I knew how many virtual parties, like how, how much in sales, like I knew I, you know, not virtual parties at the time I was doing cooking shows. Right. But nowadays it's like people are doing virtual, but anyway, um, I digress. (laughs) Um, so I knew exactly what I needed to do. Right. And so that was kind of that first 
timeline. The the second kind of in the middle, the second couple of years was when I saw the bigger picture. You know, I saw opportunity. I, you know, was watching people walk the stage at conference and getting recognized and earning all these incentives. And, you know, I was earning some of those things, right? Like I was earning the trips and I was, you know, making decent money, you know, considering I was like a stay at home mom, you know, in my mind, I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, I can make a couple thousand bucks a month and, you know, I'm helping some other people do the same. It's pretty cool. Right. But I was recognizing there was so much more potential, you know, there was just so much more out there. And, you know, I I would kept thinking, man, if I could just find a few more people like myself, right? Like if I could just find a few others that saw what I saw and would were willing to put in the effort and do the things that I was willing to do, you know, like imagine what can happen, you know, imagine what we could collectively do together. And so if you are in that space where you are like, okay, I have a pretty good handle on, um, you know, my personal business and my own customers and host, or, you know, whether you're in network marketing or direct sales or, you know, whatever your business is. And you're like, I feel good about where things are, but I know there's more, right? Like I know there's more for me. And you're trying to figure out how to not only you recruit more people, right? But also multiply yourself, right? Teach your leaders or teach your recruits and your team members to do the same. And so I think what's interesting and something that I've noticed through the years is that the majority of people who come to this industry are open to building a team. Like they would love to do that. You know, it's more or less, there's a lack of confidence and maybe even, you know, a lack of tools. Like they don't feel equipped to consistently convert prospects to, you know, build business builders. And so, you know, I want to talk to you guys today about that. But before I do, I just wanted to explain, you know, after that second set, you know, that period of time, right? So I said the first time was when I was like, okay, I feel equipped. I know what I need to do. The second time period, the second couple of years um, that I was with Pampered Chef, I felt like, okay, there's more out there. I need to, you know, figure out, right? I need to figure out what it is I need to do. And I not only that, but I, you know, I see this opportunity. And I think if I can find some other people to join me in community and do this with me, we will have exponential growth. And that's exactly what happened, which led to the last couple of years that I was with um, Pampered Chef, my team just, there was explosive growth. I mean, it was insane. And I had, I was at a place in my career that I had a virtual assistant. So much of it was automated. You know, I was really just more focused on leadership development, helping other people build, you know, have the tools and the resources and the coaching aspect. You know, that was what I was really called to at that point, which also led to my transition, right? Ultimately into coaching and to podcasting because that was what I loved doing. Um, You know, that was my favorite part of it. And so um, I say all that to say during that timeline, some of you guys are sitting at that space where you feel like you have a good handle on things. You feel like, you know, yes, maybe you're even comfortable, right? Like, okay, yeah, we're not like hungry or hurting financially. Maybe you're like, maybe a little, right? Like we all could use the extra money, but maybe you're like, you're you're able to pay your bills and you're feeling like, you know, if, if I don't have a fantastic month, it's not the end of the world, right? Maybe you don't necessarily rely on your income to pay all of the bills. Maybe you're married and your spouse is also helping, 
you know, financially support your family. But you, again, are recognizing maybe either because you've seen people in the industry as a whole, maybe through my journey, you've been watching me and you're like, wow, I've seen like what she's been able to accomplish and do and experience and provide for her family. Or maybe, you know, you are just like somebody on your upline or uh, within your company and you just, you admire them and you think, man, I would love to have what they have, you know, and I'd love to know what they know and do what they do. And so I wanted to share with you guys, you know, the, this thought process of really, truly not only providing a tool or a resource for your team, for, for yourself and the accountability that would come with it, but also for your team. And it would create this almost like habitual system and pattern that when people come onto your organization, into your team, you know, onto your team, it's almost like this expectation, right? And with expectation, there's, you know, things where people are more willing to show up and do versus the person who, if there's not an expectation, they don't feel a desire to do, and they're probably not going to do it, right? Like if you grew up with an expectation that every day, you know, your every day your parents made you make your bed, or every day you had to put your dirty clothes off the floor into the dirty clothes basket, or you know, whatever it is, right? Or maybe you're a parent and you have certain expectations for your kids. If they don't know those expectations, right? They're probably not going to do them. I mean, they just aren't. And it's not because they're bad kids or you were a bad kid or you're a bad parent or whatever. It's just because there's a lack of communication, a lack of structure, a lack of um, clarity on what is expected of everyone and what, how everyone supports the family unit, right? And how everyone helps and contributing to this, the ease and the peace at home, right? It's the same thing with your team. When there's a lack of, you know, expectation, there's a lack of clarity. And so I just want to encourage you to, it's not a matter of you aren't capable or you're not worthy of success or it's not your time, but so many of you guys are, you know, trying to figure out, you're like, why am I still at this place in my business, right? Like, what is wrong with me? What, why can't I figure it out? When in reality, you're still there because you haven't learned what you, what is necessary to get you to the next place, but not even that, but not just necessary, but also to get you there, but also to help you sustain it and to keep it and to continue to evolve and grow. And so, you know, I wanted to share with you guys just kind of, you know, this obviously isn't like every single thing that I did, right? But we are just going to talk specifically about something that I implemented that I think, you know, anyone can do no matter what company you're with. And even honestly, like it could apply to other businesses, but I'm specifically speaking to direct sellers and network marketers, but you can create this expectation of recruiting and this recruiting culture and growth from the very beginning, but it all starts with you. All right. So I'm going to share with you guys five things today that I believe contribute to not only your personal recruiting, your team growth and, you know, recruiting, developing leaders and your leaders stepping into that you know, growth mindset and abundance and producing the same results, right? Because it's one thing to be like, wow, this person's doing great. You know, this this new recruit is, um, you know, they're running with the business, but many times they stall out because they don't know what to do next. 
So hopefully uh, at the end of this podcast episode, you will feel maybe um, you'll have a strategy to um, feel like you can at least provide that and give yourself a, I guess, um, what am I trying to say? (laughs) Give yourself the confidence to follow through because this is exactly what I did, right? Like, even if you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know, you know, what this is going to look like, but take it from me. (laughs) These, um, this one strategy, these five steps, this one strategy, this one system, this five-step system that I'm going to talk to you about is what I believe led to so much momentum on our team and changed the course of my entire future because I consistently did this. Okay. So the first thing, all right, are you ready? I'm like, I've really, I feel like I've just like paved the way I've, I've laid out all this juicy goodness up front. And now you're like, okay, Becky, tell me what is it, right? Tell me the thing. Um, so the first thing you're going to do is number one is to create a Facebook group where you hold monthly or bi-weekly opportunity events. And so the reason why, let me kind of explain um, previously before this, you know, over the last couple of years, Facebook has put a huge emphasis on community and groups because that's what people are craving. You know, people are craving the connection, the experience, not, it's not always just about the money. You know, you see so many influencers and people out there who have like sold their homes, sold their properties. And now they, and you know, there's travel in a RV across the U S you know? And so why the reason I'm saying that is because so many people are craving experiences and connection and, you know, maybe even something a little different than their normal, you know, routine and, and life and daily, whatever. And so when you create a Facebook group to hold your opportunity events and provide information, education, all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, this is more a sense of community, right? You're creating a community of people who are saying, Hey, yeah, I mean, I may not be interested right this second, but maybe in the future or, you know, Hey, I would love to learn more about your company, but I, you know, maybe they're interested in signing up, but they need more information. This is essentially a place for you to teach your, not only yourself, but your team to funnel people to, to provide information. Um, And so, you know, the reason why I'm sharing this is because back, you know, years ago when I was at that place, that second time, you know, second period of my um, really just that middle part, you know, the middle, the messy middle, you know, the messy, like I had to take action. I was hustling. I was doing all the things right to grow my business. And I was, it was effective. It was working. And what I would do was literally twice a month. So the first and third Thursday of every single month, you guys, I did this for like two or three years, probably about three years. I was doing this. I was leading an opportunity event for my organization every single month, twice a month. Okay. There were some months I did it every single week. You know, if we had like a recruiting incentive or a special, but for the most part, it was very consistent. The first and third Thursday, like you can ask anyone that was on my organization, they will tell you, yep, I remember those, you know, she did them. And, um, you know, I would create events and, you know, sometimes we would do zoom. Sometimes I would just go live. Um, and 
I literally could do an entire podcast episode on start to finish how to lead an effective opportunity event. Um, and I will probably do that soon. So stay tuned. But I think more than anything, you've got to have a space to put people now because people are just going to fall through the cracks by nature. They just are. And if you as the leader, right, you can't, you know, you're monitoring, you're the admin of this Facebook group, you're going to be able to see who is, you know, adding, who's added who. You can literally look at the members list and it'll say invited by Katie, invited by Becky, invited by Becky, invited by Sarah, you know, invited by, and it'll tell you the person's name, you know, you'll see their little tiny profile picture, and then it'll tell you who invited them. And so what's so great and what I love about this um, concept is that when you're trying to help develop leaders, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, they don't, they, they don't always know, right, that they've really got to follow up and they've really got to track and they've got to stay connected. So this is going to help you do that, right? So let's just say, hypothetically, you create this group, you lead this opportunity event, and you look at the list like that night to see, okay, who invited who, who was commenting, like, who do I need to tell to follow up? So maybe you're like, hey, Sarah, you're a girl, you know, Chelsea and Katie and Ashley and you know, Veronica, whoever it is, you need to follow up with all four of those ladies that you've invited. And then you're, you know, here's what you're going to say, right? And so you're going to really just lead. Basically, you're not just training, but you're holding their hand because maybe they're a new recruit, or maybe they're someone who is like, I'm, this is the month I want to promote. And so you're, you're all up in their business, right? You're just really, truly um, setting these expectations of like, Hey, this is what you do, right? We hold the event. I've done my live video sharing on it, blah, blah, blah about the company. And then now it's your turn to follow up. And so, um, I think, you know, when you have this community, you know, within this Facebook group, you don't always have to only do, you know, um, like it could be more than just an opportunity event, like business opportunity event group. But I do think there's a lot of power in setting the standard that th that's what it's for. So like when people say, yeah, I'd love to take a look. I'd love to learn more about what your company has to offer. They're coming into this community with the, again, with the expectation that that's what they're going to be taught is more about the business. And so um, when I was leading, you know, these virtual opportunity events, I would just set up this event on Facebook and I would go live on a specific date and time. And so of course we, we would market it. I would create a graphic on Canva. Um, I would tell all my leaders like, Hey, you know, let's send this message out, whatever. But because I had created this, you know, culture of consistency, there was an expectation every first and third Thursday, right? Becky's doing this opportunity event. And eventually it led to, you know, the leaders and they, they started to do it or whatever, but as well, do them as well. But I would, when I, leading up to the event, I would share testimonials from other people, um, you know, on my team or other leaders, even if they weren't on my team, but I was like, Hey, can I share your story? Can you send me a picture and you're, you know, why, why you started Pampered Chef and how it has helped you. Right. So you can ask people, people for testimonials. And then I would, you know, after that, um, we would, we would talk about, you know, 
post about the incentive trip and like, hey, you can earn this trip or hey, here's some of the perks. Here's some of the, you know, op- opportunities, blah, blah, blah. Here's, you know, some of the new products or whatever. And then on the live video, I always tried to make sure I didn't go past 30 minutes, if at all possible. I was pretty um, concise because you also don't want to give so much information that you essentially talk people into the business and then you talk them out of it because they're overwhelmed, right? So I just made it real short and sweet. So when we did these, when I went live and did the virtual events, I would focus on like the purpose, you know, so like you can talk about how people can create a life of purpose, or you can talk about like the company um, and their mission. And then you're going to talk about the perks and the paycheck and the products. So you could, you know, talk about essentially like what kind of products they're going to be selling and how this can be a vehicle. Like they don't have to be obsessed with the products. Right. And so I would do this live video and then I trained my team. I'd say, Hey, this person, you know, these people were follow, were on the video, you know, we're on the live, like follow up with all these people or whatever. Okay. So that's the first thing is just to have a group, have some consistency and just make sure you, you know, kind of set this expectation and standard. And I get some of you might even just, I want to put a sidebar real quick. Some of you might even hear this and think, oh, that sounds cool. But like, what if someone invites someone to the group and, you know, some other random person in the group messages them and tries to steal their recruit? Well, first of all, Again, you can see who's invited who. And I, before setting up any group like this or event, I would always say, you know, you party with the people you bring to the party, right? Like you're going to, you're not going to go over here and steal someone else's date. (laughs) So if you brought someone to the party, that's who you get to party with. (laughs) That's who you get to hang out with. And so, and I would just say like, I know no one's going to do that, but I just wanted to make sure that you guys, you know, that we have a community of, you know, we're trying to, help everyone have success. And I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, a concern that anything like that would happen. So I just wanted to make sure up front that I addressed it. So you might even want to say, set that standard and expectation up front as well. All right. So the second thing is to provide a simple message template on day one to get them inviting leads to this group for more information. And so, I mean, literally, you could say like, hey, you know, as you're talking to people about the business and as you start thinking of people, you know, whether you're doing parties or, you know, trying to sell product, share the products, or you are, you know, recruiting, whatever it is that you're doing, you as the leader can create a simple template, right? That eventually they can make their own and adapt and change. But just to say like, hey, we have this group and anyone who is interested in, you know, also leveraging the compensation plan or, you know, taking advantage of this business opportunity and business model, you, if they have more questions, you can just add them to this group and there's a ton of resources and information inside. Right. And so essentially what is so great about this is it gives them a tool, a strategy and the confidence to start recruiting or create creating this, you know, this habit of, oh, when I share, you know, here's something simple that I can say to someone and to invite them to a group, um, to join this group. Um, and so that's the second thing. The third thing is you are, you know, at the end of the day, right? You've heard that quote. I can't tell you how many times we've all heard it. The leader sets the pace. And whether we like it or not, you are setting the standard 
for what is possible. Okay. You just are, you're setting the pace at which your team will go. You are setting what is not only expected, but what is achievable. And so if you are looking at your business and you're like, man, I can't figure out why, you know, more people aren't recruiting and why more people aren't blah, blah, blah. Then I would honestly ask you, like, when was the last time that you recruited? When was the last time that you did an opportunity event and invited 10 people to it and had five show up? You know, like when is the last time that you have been doing the things that you would like to see others on your team do? And so, um, you know, one simple thing that you can do is, you know, say like, hey, if you are going to expect your team to add one person a day to this Facebook group where they're going to learn more, right? You're going to share, like literally that's at the end of the year, that's 365 people. If all you did was talk to one person a day about the business and shared them, you know, invited them to this group, then, you know, that's insane. But if you're asking your team to do that, you should be adding two, right? You should be adding two or three or four. And the reason why I'm saying that is because most of the time, our team is not going to do what we ask them to do. Now, they're going to do more than what they would have done if we are still coaching and, you know, setting the standard and encouraging them and holding them accountable. Yes, they'll do more. But most people will not do anything if their leader is also not doing it, okay? Because just by nature, you know, people are, people are, I don't want to say they're lazy because that sounds really terrible and that is not at all what I mean. But I think by nature, people like to stay in comfort and it's uncomfortable to talk about the business. It is, okay? I'm I'm literally going to not even sugarcoat it. Like it is uncomfortable to talk about the business if you are not confident and you are not successful and you are not consistent, right? Because consistency breeds confidence. And so if someone is consistent and they're confident, they're going to have conversions, right? They're going to have people signing up They're And so then it's not uncomfortable and they're just going to keep doing it. But chances are, right, the person that's listening to this podcast episode, you're not even confident. You're not even consistent. You're not even comfortable. And I'm saying this in love because I was there. That's That was me. <laughs> I mean, I went from recruiting like one person a month to at 1.28 in a month. And it wasn't because I just, you know, was like sitting around and like, oh, you know, eventually like, like, you know, I'll do the thing or I'll just post on social media and see what happens. People will come, people will watch, they'll show up. No, no, I had to get out there. I had to make the connections. I had to do the dirty, hard work. Okay. I had to get down in the trenches. I had to, you know, find the leads. I mean, yes, I was leveraging social media. Yes, I was talking about it with my host. And yes, I was talking about it in my virtual parties, but that was not the only thing I was doing. I was sending the messages, right? And so if you see what is possible, you see what's out there, you're like envisioning this life and this abundance with your company, but you're like, I don't know how to get there. Well, here's the thing. You have to be willing to take messy action. You have to be willing to go first. Leaders go first. And if you are not willing to go, no one's going to follow you, right? And so when you think about, okay, if I want to build, you know, this incredible business, live a life of abundance, it's going to take a lot of people, right? Doing a little. 
sure, it would be incredible if one person would do a lot, but that's just not how it works. And so what's what's so great about it is you are going to bring people in, you're going to paint that picture and set the standard for what is possible so that they can do the same. All right. Number four. All right. This, you guys, I think is something that most people, I believe in this space, if you are a leader and you are successful, you probably are already doing this, but I have to say it because there are some people that do not do what they say they're going to do. All right. So number four is follow through on what you say you're going to do. If you schedule an event in, in your group. Okay. So you, you're like, I'm going to do this event, do the event. <laughs> Even if one person shows up, you should still act as if there are hundreds watching or thousands watching. Okay. I mean, period. Like that should be a non-negotiable. Like you need, you have got to follow through on what you say you're going to do. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you know, I developed leaders. I had a couple that I'm thinking of that come to mind and someone in their downline would come to me and say, Hey, I have a question about this or, Hey, I need to do this or, Hey, you know, can I look at this thing that you did or whatever? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. But like, isn't so-and-so, you know, didn't they say they were going to do this or, or don't they provide this for you? And they'll say, yeah, you know, she said she was going to do it, but I think she just got busy or whatever. Or yeah, um, she had one scheduled, but she canceled it. And the thing is, guys, when you as the leader start to put these things on the back burner and you as the leader start to, you know, let little things, you know, go. And you're just like, oh, you know, I'm, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. You feel like maybe it's not that big of a deal. If I don't do this one thing that I said I was going to do, no one's planning to come anyway. I haven't had any RSVPs. And so I'm just not going to do it. Right. Well, here's, what's going to happen over time. When you just like how consistency builds trust. If you are consistently showing up for your team, they know they can count on you and they will follow you to the ends of the earth. But if you are not showing up and little by little, right, that consistency of you not following through will lose trust. So the same way you can build it is the, you go the opposite way and you don't do the thing. You don't follow through and you, you know, it, you're going to lose trust. And so I just think there is so much power. I mean, when you, you know, when you are trying to create this like empire or organization or, you know, community, whatever it is that you want to call it, but really this empire of a business. I think many of you listening to this, that's the way you view your opportunity is like, I, I have the ability to create an empire, right? Like to create this lasting, you know, income Some for some of you more passive. And you're like, that's what I'm working towards. And, you know, no matter what it is, I think at the end of the day, like your character has to outweigh your excuses. I mean, your like desire to, to follow through and to do what you say you're going to do has to outweigh your excuses because then people are going to follow suit, right? Your, your leaders will say, you know what? I don't feel like doing this, this training or I don't feel like showing up to this team meeting. And so they don't because they don't, they're like, oh, she won't care. 
she doesn't always show up. She doesn't always do the thing. So why should I? Right? You're setting the standard again for what is possible and what is expected. All right, number five, your energy will be replicated by those around you. This is so powerful, you guys. I'm like, whoo, this is so good. Because if you think about, right, if you walk into a room and everyone there is like weeping and like crying, maybe it's even like a funeral or something, you can, you literally step into the space and you can feel the sadness. You can feel like, it's almost like by association, you feel like you're sad. Even if you didn't know the person, even if you're like, I'm not even friends with them. I'm only going because it's my coworkers, like cousin or something, right? I, I have no idea. But my point is by association, by the energy that is surrounding the people, we feed off the energy that we are around. And so at the end of the day, if you show up to a team training or a live video or an event with you know, this like, hey, um, so, you know, if you're interested, blah, blah, blah. Like people are like, oh, I used to tell my team, like people do not want to party with Eeyore. They want to party with Tigger because he's more fun, right? It's more fun to watch and be entertained by. We don't go to a comedy event to cry. We go to laugh, to be entertained, to be uplifted, to be excited, Right. And so that is really, truly what you are trying to create. Your team culture will change, right? If you are showing up in this way, I'm just telling you right now, it will, because the energy of the community will attract growth-minded people. It'll attract people who want to be surrounded by that, who want to be uplifted, who want to be energized. Now, it's not to say we're going to just, you know, everything is toxic positivity and like, oh, everything is fine and nothing is ever bad. No, don't do that either. <laughs> I think there's a time and a place, right, to address those things. But again, in the same way that you show up, that is how others will, other people will match your energy. Other people will match, you know, your personality and show up because they're going to say, wow, I want to do what she's doing, which means that's the way I have to act. That's the way I have to show up. That's the energy I have to produce. And I think, you know, when I look back on all the silly, fun things that I had done, you know, to like with trainings for my team and, you know, live videos, sometimes, yeah, I would get off the training and be like, I'm just going to fall into bed because I was using so much energy and excitement. But do you know what happened? It produced more energy and excitement on my team. And momentum comes with energy. Momentum is created. And when you have momentum on your team, it is almost impossible to stop. And so um, I, you know, when I think back on what my team accomplished with Pampered Chef and even with, you know, I was partnered um, with Hugh and Grace for a little while. I did some consulting for them. It was, it was a startup company um, and, you know, incredibly blessed by supporting them. But I so often refer to Pampered Chef because that is where I can see very specifically, I wasn't some overnight unicorn success. It was the consistency of me showing up and doing certain things. And this is one of the biggest things I could tell you that is still so incredibly effective is opportunity events. And so if you take nothing else away from this podcast episode, promise me that you will try to do five opportunity events. I know you're like, what? 
She said five, not one, because here's what happens. Again, the consistency will build confidence, right? It'll create this habit and this pattern. And after five, you'll start to see a change in your team. Because the first one, you may have no one show up. You guys, when I did my first opportunity event, no one showed up. Literally, I was like, what in the world? Like, this is a waste of time. Why am I doing this? Oh my gosh, right? But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and try it again. And I did it again. And the second time, right? A week or two later, when I did the second one, we actually had someone sign up. And I was like, hey, there's something to this, right? I was like, hey, if I could just get more people to come to this event, maybe we will have even more recruits sign up, even more conversions, right? And so as time went on, it wasn't that any one that I did was like the best thing that ever happened. It was that I was just constantly evolving and changing and trying to make it better and thinking, okay, what are the things people were interested in hearing about? What were the objections? What were the questions? How can I answer those ahead of time? You know, what, what incentives can I do not only for my team to get them to invite, you know, but also you know, to follow up, right? Like what are some things that I could do? And then could I do some incentives or a drawing for the people that are on that are the guests, you know, maybe I should do a Google form. I mean, I was constantly like changing the way things went to where, you know, I would say that last, like, you know, six to nine months that I was leading these, we were recruiting. I mean, sometimes, you know, 20, from those virtual events. I mean, it was like amazing. Uh, and, you know, we even had a couple of months where we were recruiting, you know, 200 or so in a month, you know, it was just amazing. And it wasn't any one event that did that. Okay. It wasn't any one thing. It was the momentum. It was the consistency. It was the standard I had set that this was an expectation that, Hey, you join our team. These are the, this is something we offer to support you, to help you build your business but also to educate others on how they can leverage, you know, and be a part of what we're doing here. And so I think at the end of the day, you know, even if you're like, oh, I don't know, I've never done one of these, like, just try it, try it and see, because the worst thing that can happen is that you will learn, right? There is no failure. You either win or you learn. And so I think because there are so many effective ways to build a team in today's virtual world, really at the end of the day, what people are craving the most is community. And so when you are offering education on how people can, you know, join your team or partner with you or the products or whatever it is, start thinking through the lens of the consumer and what you would enjoy and how would you want to learn and be educated and think through like, what is it about your company that you like? You know, what is it that you enjoy doing? What are the objections, you know, and address those things within a community, right? Within a group on Facebook, within a Zoom, you know, meeting, however it looks for you. But I think at the end of the day, it's the consistency of showing up and doing those things. So I hope this was helpful for all of you. I would love for you to, if you listen to this podcast episode, I would love for you to share it on social media give me a tag on Instagram or Facebook. Um, send me a message. Even if you are like, man, you know, um, this was so helpful for me. If you have any questions about what I shared in today's podcast episode, I would love to connect with you, um, on social media. And, you know, honestly, like you may be listening to all this and think like, Oh man, that's so good. I would love to learn more from Becky. Like I would love to learn 
what is it that she did? You know, how did she go from making, you know, 13,000 a year with her business to 250,000 a year, right? Like, what did she do? I want to know. (laughs) And I'm happy to share with you that we created, my business partner and I created a coaching program with all of that information packaged perfectly in 12 modules. And we have a coaching community where you would get access to me on a consistent basis, as well as access to all of the other resources and expert guest speakers and Canva templates and graphics and social media captions and all the things, right? There's so much goodness inside what we have created. And so if you are at a place in your business where you're like, man, I really, I can see I'm in that messy middle. Like I see the potential. I see what is out there. I'm ready for more, but I am so like, oh, I don't know. What is that next step? Right. You you're like, I need a roadmap. (laughs) I need a, you know, strategy. I need support. I need help. That is what we, that's what we do. That's what we teach. And I want to invite you to join multiply 2.0 today, invest in yourself, say yes to growth, count, you know, trust yourself, say, I'm going to count on myself. I'm be willing to invest in myself because I know I'm going to show up. I know I'm going to follow through. I know I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And I'm going to evolve into the person that has the business that I desire. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.